0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is
1: Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage.
0: We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show.
1: Hey, welcome to the podcast. Today, we talked about marriage influences, not only things like different couples that we see or friend groups but also, you know, everything in your marriage that can can affect it. But what I liked about influences is that it doesn't have to be reactive. It can be you reaching out and seeing something that you like that a couple or people are doing within their marriage and then just asking them about it. And that's a way to lean in if you're uncomfortable with talking about marriage with others, if you just pinpoint something that you like about a couple then that opens the door for a conversation.
2: Yeah. And and the way, Paul, the way you frame it is is so key for me because, you know, when I do find someone that I, that influences me, you know, asking them a question and trying to find out, um, you know, how they're able to do what they're able to do sometimes is intimidating to me. Um, And for personal reasons, and you'll find out in the pod in the conversation. um, But, you know, for me, sometimes it feels like you're bashing your wife when you're talking about um, someone or talking to someone about your relationship. And, and that's not always the case. So uh, we did discuss a healthy way to be able to have that conversation uh, with someone that you trust.
0: Yeah. And I think that would be by starting by owning your part in whatever uh, the situation is that you're you know wanting to talk about. And, uh, you know, I kind of equate that to being a business owner where, you know, if you take responsibility first, then it's a lot easier to deal with the problems because you can't fix a problem you didn't create. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, going forward, that's definitely something that I am going to try to practice, uh, first and foremost.
1: All right. So dive in and let's hear the rest of the pod. All right. So we're going to jump into marriage influences. Now I know we've talked of we've touched on it throughout a couple different episodes, but I just wanted to bring to light, you know, some examples of what we mean and then how we've influenced it and move and how we move forward what we thought before we got married and now what we're in. So for in my mind it goes I'm thinking more so examples in in real time um like couples that you see you know aunts and uncles friends parents uh for me it was really my my parents was probably the most influential even though you don't really know it is at the time Mm -hmm. like you're just living life and then those things that you expect are normal then you realize as you get older like oh that's not how everybody, it's <laughs> not how everybody lives or how everybody's marriage is. Um, but I think it was definitely a pillar of consistency that um, I didn't know I had until I got older. And uh, I'm grateful. It was a good example, right? Um, I also saw some not so good examples through friends, parents and, you know, Aunts and uncles and all that. Just like, man, that's that's crazy. But you really don't realize that till you're probably, you know, ten, eleven, and into your teenage years, and you can really understand the dynamics of relationships at the, you know for your age group. And as you see things, you're like, man, I I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. So that's kind of the start process of influence. But I think. It was more so, yeah, couples that I saw and knew personally uh, were probably my main influences. Uh, But now as I'm getting older, it's definitely friends um, like you guys on the pod, right? Like just walking through. And I, I would probably say it's influences don't have to be just examples it can just be observing if if because for me sometimes i think I, examples are like altogether holistic um like it, it has to be complete so like i can go back and see i use my parents as an example because i saw what they were doing growing up but like in in real time i have the example of you know close friends that i talked through marriage with does that make sense mm-hmm. um, so those would probably be my two major influences um what about you guys um, if we're
0: specifically talking about other couples um I think I've mentioned before that it's been you know my grandparents um Paul's been your parents um, I was too young to really remember the time that my mother was married like there's some specific instances i remember but i don't remember like a collective amount of years that i would be able to pull any example or influence from her marriage um you know i i could pull some experiential uh i guess knowledge from relationships i've seen my mother have you know but Again, those weren't marriages. So my, my influences were limited if we're specifically talking uh, other couples. So you know, I don't really have too much to add on that point. Um, other than, you know, the same as you nowadays, I speak to other people who are married or have been divorced and uh, try to draw that knowledge from their experiences Um, and I don't know that I try to do it so comparatively. I try to draw it out more or less like, what can I learn from what they've learned? You know, and Mm -hmm. then beyond that, you know, kind of pick and choose the tools that they were able to use best and try to employ that if I see fit in my own marriage.
2: Yeah, those are good. And I think we'll come back to those those points in a second. I, but for me, I think before even like knowing, so you know, when I go back in time, when I was younger, before even like realizing like my parents were quote unquote married, I think the media for me was the biggest influence. And so, you know, as a, as a black man, uh, growing up in, you know, the 80s, and the 90s, you know, the the Black family, the Black couple that I turned to that kind of mirrored uh, life or showed a life that I wanted to, you know, replicate um, was the Huxtables. And so Bill Cosby, who, you know, is vilified today um, for, for a number of reasons, some valid, uh, I guess we're not going to debate that, but, um, you know, that was the At the time, he showed a relationship, a loving relationship with his wife. You know, there were so many episodes where he just did like extraordinary, thoughtful things for her, you know, where he would go out of his way. And, you know, there's the Thanksgiving episode where, you know, he's running back and forth to the um, to the grocery store in in the rain and, you know, all the birthdays. And, you know, for me, the the idea is that and we talk about this all the time. Is trying to keep our wife in the forefront of our our minds and um he definitely did that you know he definitely did that uh he he you could see physically he, he he liked being around her you know wanted to show affection to her um and for me that was like wow that's that's pretty wholesome you know there wasn't anything raunchy about it or like you know dirty about it It was just wholesome uh loving a husband and i i think my parents mirrored that in the same way, but when you're in something, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily appreciate it for what it's worth because you're, it's just the norm. As, as you guys have have talked about, like you know, some of it's just you don't necessarily know what anything else looks like until you see something contrary to it. Um, you know, and then when you see those those examples. Um, in, 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 for me, it's seeing examples in media that, that were like bad, you know, influences. You know, so TV had those as well, and so seeing those kind of makes you you get a, a baseline, and then you get something to compare it to, and then then you know that while well, there's one that looks like it works better, and then one that looks like uh, it's trash, and like which one were you going to pick? The, I think the question that we end up coming to is how do we get ourselves to the one that we like. Um, because again, we just see the, the highlights at times of the, you know, people holding their hands, but when it gets down to the nitty gritty, like, what are they actually doing to ensure that that marriage that they have is good? And, you know, I could be influenced by the highlights, but I can't live off of the highlight, you know, fellows, you know, we're, we're in the trenches when it comes to our relationships. So, you know, how do we get past the highlights and dig a little bit deeper into, um, what actually makes that marriage work?
0: Yeah, I I tend to think about legacy because uh, I notice my oldest uh, being six, almost seven now. You know, picking up little things from me and my wife. You know, when she sees us in the kitchen hugging, uh, you know, stealing a kiss, right? She comes in, she's like, you all that, right? <laughs> um, So when I think about legacy, I think what am I teaching my children as far as giving them uh, any influential information or examples of how a uh, healthy and uh, long-lasting relationship and marriage should work, right? Um, Allowing them to see the work that we put in, uh, allowing them to see appropriate struggles, Mm -hmm. right for for their age um and have them see how we come to rectify those things um you know so for me i think a large way that i better myself and my marriage is thinking about you know what i am leaving for the future yeah that's good agreed Agreed.
1: i think the the age old adage for everything we talk on the podcast is are we self-aware enough to understand that these influences are influences, right? Um, And sometimes it's easier to identify the good versus the not so good. Uh, So that's kind of what I was thinking as you guys were talking um, and as we talked, you know, as we prepped for it, I, I think Harlan, your question um, was good. Um, crap, I can't remember
2: what it was though. Uh, what
1: did you just say?
2: Like, how can you? Um, how can you? Uh, how do you know what? What was the question? <laughs> I mean I'm
0: trying to derive the question from my response
2: me too right. and now i'm two responses away to, to remember where we were at
0: so like how do we move forward within our marriages uh being mindful of the examples that you know yeah. we've gotten or the influences that we've gotten like how do, how do we
1: utilize that yeah, In real time, as we're actively being married. Yeah, that was it. Right. All right, so how do we apply those examples in real time? Um, before we do that, do we have any other influences? I know we talked about media. We talked about other couples, uh, friend groups. Um, I'm sure, you know, under media, is social media, if that's a thing that you lean into heavily Mm -hmm. um i would say even under media would be like advertisements but all those lean excuse me to the highlights that harlan was talking about but how do we take what we see and apply it and i think it's being being self-aware enough to realize that they are highlights to pull from that and figure out if you see something that you like in the highlights of life, how can you get get to that place? Or what's the work that you have to put into that? So it's not just seeing examples, but it's putting a plan together to make those a reality, but also giving yourself um, time and grace to kind of figure that out, uh, especially if it's not something you've ever seen or had a conversation about how to put it together. Does that make sense? Like if you just try to do some, try to put something together without instructions, you can put it together, but it might take a little bit of time. But if you just read the extract, instruction and go step by step, then you're able to get there quicker and more efficiently. So if you don't have the ability to talk to or research whatever got you and got will get you you as a couple where you want to go then you'll have to just really give yourself grace or, or really figure out how as far as research wise to get there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and self-awareness is such an interesting thing, you know, because every it's not like you get to a certain age and then it's like what are uh, you're self-aware like there's um i you know i i teach uh young men and women and i see the immaturity level and the maturity level it, it clicks at different points for different ages um and and so i i hope people don't think that just because you get married makes you self-aware there's no there's no there's literally no button that gets pushed to make you realize that There is a center of the world and the universe, and you are not it, right? That's for me. That's like the 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 part of self awareness that kind of like kicks off everything else. Where you know there's a realization that what you do, you're not on an island, you're not isolated. Like everything that you do has ripple effects. You know, those are things that um, that that I don't think everyone necessarily just knows or learns. And so, being able to have you know, and we've talked about this a lot, just having mentors or someone that you feel comfortable talking with. Um, where you could get an, an idea of, like, how can I become more self-aware? How am I going to be able to, to handle this, this relationship? And, uh, and, you know, how can I take notes or take tips from someone else's relationship? And then be uh, bold enough to ask the question. I, I think that's another part of it uh, for me is, you know, thinking that I know it all not wanting to seem like I'm not capable of handling whatever it is I'm handling, you know, it might cause me to, to just try to figure it out myself, which is great. I, I I hope and pray that we can all just figure it out ourselves, but you know, we need help sometimes. And so I think probably my biggest struggle to getting to that point of self-awareness is, is understanding that I don't know it all. And if I want to become better at anything, you know, I'd better um, seek out and be around people who know about this thing that I'm I'm talking about and can tell me the truth. You know, let me know like the nitty gritty, like what is it that you're you're endeavoring. And I don't, to be honest, fellas, I, I I don't know if I've ever really done that, even in in a marriage like with other. I don't, I'm trying to think if I like ever just sat down with other couples and be like, hey, you know, how do I how do I do this? How do I do that? I don't think I've ever really done that. I think for me, it's always just been observation. If it's only for me observation, then I think I'm probably cutting off my ability to grow even more because I'm not having that that back and forth interaction.
0: That's, that's a lot. I'm, I'm trying to think to myself. There's probably a very good reason that I've been asked to be a best man so many times. And it's because I don't struggle having those conversations and it might just be, you know, uh, a selfish thing that, you know, I need to learn. So I'm going to plug myself in and ask, you know, different couples that I've come into contact with about their relationships and, you know, freely talk about mine. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe why so many people um, are not afraid to open up to me when it comes to speaking about their relationships. Um, so it's, it's weird because, you know, I think that's probably a large part of what has led us here, right? Um, but I guess my question is, how do we make that a more common practice to be able to not just, you know, witness what is going on, but talk about it? I mean, because that's, that's the project, right? Mm-hmm. So how, how do we normalize that? Cause, again, cause sorry, because that, that no. goes into influence as well, right? Not just seeing, but you know, asking and learning and uh being more interactive in in your cause for learning.
1: Yeah, right. How do we normalize this conversation? I think it's what it's a combination of what you both said, right? Being self-aware enough to know that you need it, and then know that you want to, and then it's kind of just jumping in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually doing the thing that you're saying you want. Like, okay, I want to get insight on how to make my word, marriage work in whatever particular area um, you seem to have experienced, whether good or bad you know, would you be open to sharing that? And, how, you know, and a different set of words and how you get to that with your different relationships, you know, is what it is. But being willing to know that it could be a one-time conversation, or it could be you building yourself up to be um, ultimately like intimate with this person, like giving, pouring out of yourself and allowing someone else to pour out of themselves and just Growing as friends, um, or from you know friends to you know acquaintances to friends or whatever, or really just this is who I talk about marriage to, Um, but it's finding those people and then really being vulnerable enough to to have that conversation.
2: Yeah. It's so, Sarge, to your point, I I don't think I've ever felt vulnerable enough to like to. Because what it, what it feels like is like airing dirty laundry, you know, and if I'm having those, um, those conversations about my relationship, you know, and I want to say kind of behind my wife's back mm-hmm. that in my mind, that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel like, right. Um, and I guess I, you know, and maybe it's just my thinking about it, maybe I'm just not thinking about it in a healthy way. Right. I think that the more healthy, more appropriate way would be to um, be open to having that conversation with someone where you're, you're not um, because you're not trashing your wife. You're not bad mouthing her. Right. But you're just stating, you know, how you're feeling, you know, because what, you know, there's a difference between talking to someone who is like a, um, like a therapist or like a trusted friend and then just go into your, your homie and be like, yo, my wife is, is wild and she's tripping, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he might be just agreeing with you just for the sake of just, you know, I'm not trying to get deep with you in this conversation, you know, let me just agree with you so we can watch this game, <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, I, I think for me, it's just, a, I'm not super comfortable being that vulnerable with someone Um, because I just don't necessarily, I have a trust issue. That's probably what it comes down to. Um, So while I I love the idea of being influenced, I I will definitely fess up and say that I fall short in the reach out and do that one-on-one, get a little bit more intimate, like you're saying, Sarge, and trying to, you know, bear me, bear myself in the hopes that they would bear themselves back. There's, is a vulnerability that I'm, I don't, I'm just not super comfortable with. And, and I, I'm sure if I have that hang up, um, I, I feel like you know, the listeners, some of the listeners may have that same kind of reluctancy.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, that's why we're here because we don't <laughs> talk about it as men enough. So that is the premise of why we, you know, we're p- putting this out in the airwaves. And I mean, I think it's good that you realize it's so let me just ask you this because I don't want to assume, but so you're that area of being vulnerable trust. That isn't just marriage. Is it, is it, a, is it a holistic thing? Like, are you open in other areas to other people?
2: Oh no. Or, okay. No, that's just, that's yeah. general age. Harlan just generally like I'm going to keep myself figured out, observe. And you know, if I guess asking for help, is kind of uh, my, I guess, a weak point because, and I think Brian, you might've spoken to this before, like you always feel like if there's a problem as a fixer, you know, you can definitely, you know, find a way to figure it out. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, if, if I do call, I've really reached out to the ends of my ability. And so where, so let me just, maybe I'll say this. I When it comes to fixing things I get to the end of my ability super quick and then I'm okay with saying, you know what? Hey, I can't do this. I know I can't do this. I don't have the tools. I don't have the skills to do it. I need to pay someone to do this for me and to help me figure this thing out. But when it comes to social interaction, when it comes to, um, you know, connecting with people, you know, I feel like in that relationship dynamic, my social awareness and social emotional intelligence is is pretty good and I would be able to work through it even you know be you know far we're asking for help is like super far down the line right I would be able to exhaust all my resources because I have you know I've been gifted with those resources to be able to navigate that space. but when it comes to you know fixing things, physically fixing things, my resources are super limited so i i think it, for me you know so i'm not i will say that I, I i do have the ability to ask for help in some situations sarge but um and i'm not necessarily afraid to help but i have to get to the end of myself and by the time i get to the end of myself in the emotional social situations it's very far down the line i, I don't really and and i probably can handle them. um so I, I maybe that's that's my that'd be my hang up yeah
0: that's it's funny because I do remember having that conversation with you where, you know, I said I struggle to ask for help, uh, in certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, no, it's not that I struggle to ask for help more. It's, I struggle to give up control. Mm-hmm. That, that's more my hang up. Um, because I, I've found that nowadays it's easier for me to ask for help. Um, or just ask a question. And I find that like even in even in work, right? I'll be doing something, a simple task, and you know, I'll just have a mind block. I'm like, man, I don't remember how to do that. Or let me just ask somebody rather than like trying to think all the way through it. And then I'll be like, mm-hmm. well, that was really simple. It was just this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I should have yeah. thought of that, but I didn't. So, you know, I guess what I got past was the fear of being judged. Mm. Right? Like, why didn't Brian Just think of this or, you know, why didn't you take a little bit more time? Like, I don't care. I got, you know, by Mm -hmm. asking, I'm getting to the solution faster. Right. And ultimately that's what matters most to me is getting to the solution faster. So, um, you know, when it comes to relating that to a relationship, I think I pretty much think about it the same way. I I don't care too much if, other people choose to judge me, right? There's only mm-hmm. one judgment that really matters, right? Yeah. And so my my lack of fear in that arena allows me to just step up, step out, and say what I gotta say to to learn what I need to learn to improve myself, improve my marriage.
2: Mm.
1: And then I think the big thing about that too is not judging yourself. Like yeah, I that's think- huge. We're worrying about other people is, is not really my hang up, but it's me judging myself. Everything you said was like, I was not worried about other people doing it. I'm, I'm doing it to myself. And that's what's holding me back. Or that's one of the block ups that I have to, that I'm actively working through. I can't say I've arrived at that, but I'm getting better at acknowledging like, all right, don't judge yourself. Just go ahead. And it doesn't matter that you didn't think of this solution. Just put it out there and get there as fast as you can Um, because I've come to what you said, how to get there faster, but I'm not worried about other people judging me. I'm letting go of myself judging and, um, you know, really beating myself up over why it took so long to realize. So,
0: yeah. And I think it's like anything else. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And what you'll also find out is the more you talk to people, the more they're going to relate. And be like, yeah, that, dang, that happened to me too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. it makes it more, more comfortable of a conversation when people are like, oh, bro, just last week, yep, went through the same thing. You know, yeah. And you start having those conversations of how to work through to a solution, rather than just feeling like you're, you know, putting yourself out there on a limb, hoping the wind doesn't get yeah. you.
2: Yeah. So I, I, that's why I appreciate the, this group, you know, um, you know, Sarge, I think you mentioned it before, you know, where you're not necessarily always going for like complete examples of finished products of, of marriages. I think Brian, you were mentioning this too, but being okay with going to works, people who are like a work in progress and being able to talk through with them. So people who are equally yoked on the same like plane as you are, um, who aren't necessarily know-it-alls, but just people who accept the fact that they're trying to figure it out too, and doing the best that they can, um, one day at a time, um, knowing that this is a uh, a uh, marathon and not a sprint. So, um, you know, I, I think it's great that you know we can create space like this where works in progress can talk about things that we don't have all figured out.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, at your best, quote unquote mentors are the ones that real uh, the ones that are constantly learning and realizing that everyone is constantly learning and no one has arrived because they might just be at a different spot at a journey at the journey than you, but they will also lean to you and take what you're saying, you know, as as something that they can apply as well. I know for me it's really no, you know, there's never been like, as far as younger people that I talk to, or whatever, be like, where are your mentors, blah, blah, blah. No, we're just here with life doing it. Right. Um, I, I tend to lean to people that are, um have more experience and are older. And then I will put that they're my mentors, like on them, but not like they've never come and said, we're going to be your mentors now. It's just, we're going to do life and I'm going to pour into you and you're going to pour into me and we're just going to move forward. Um, so I think that can be kind of a intimidation type of thing when you're searching for kind of that. It's more just authentic um, relationship and making sure that you're giving um, not as much as you're getting, but at least you're contributing positively with all of the relationships that you have and then you'll just latch on to different people at different times so just wanted to say that about the mentor piece and I think Harlan um, or anyone out there who is worried about kind of bashing your wife per se if you start from your choices and what you did Um, And looking to see how you can do differently as husband, I think that is a way to reframe what you may think as bashing. Like if you just say what the situation is and how you contributed or reacted, um, that's a way to make sure that you're not bad mouthing, complaining or anything because you're trying to fix what you did. Um, And you're trying to bring a better solution to your wife or a better way to um, solve whatever it is together, Um, but bringing your best version. So you're seeking out how to do your best for your part. You're not seeking out how to say, man, she's tripping. It's no like I did this and it affected her this way. And she reacted. How can I what can I do to not have that reaction from her? You see what I'm saying? So, um, but I know in that you can think letting people know my marriage is not perfect, but when you look at life, no one's marriage is perfect. The only people that think people have a marriage, a perfect marriage, are the ones from the outside, not in. But anyone that's been married for any, excuse me, amount of time knows that every marriage goes through their bumps and bruises. So... I think that's another way to look at it as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely like uh starting with accountability or self accountability. Um you know, it's it's kind of like and I may have even said this before, it's like owning a business like Gary V says, you know, like you are the person, you are the one who is accountable for everything that happens. You may not have done the thing specifically that, you know, has caused the issue. Um, you know, but you you hired that person right so once you get to the mindset that i'm at fault and there's something that i can do to change the outcome and you start there i think it's a lot easier to to have those conversations like uh like paul said and uh not have it be wife bashing fest <laughs> you know what i mean so i i like that
1: yeah i mean if you and if you take it situation by situation like it's this is the situation it's not her or I, this is a situation and I'm trying to figure out how to best resolve or come to reconciliation. Like, it's not her, it's what happened. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. One other thing I wanted to
0: mention as well is, you know, I don't always take examples from uh, my elders. Right? So there's times where I'll look at a marriage that is younger than mine and see something specifically that they do very well. And I will talk to them about that. Like, how do you accomplish that within your marriage? You know, um, just a a specific example. There's a a couple I know that I'm very close with, me and my wife actually. And um, now, granted, they don't have any kids, uh, but they travel a lot, right? They make time to have experiences. So I talk to them often about, You know, how is it that you're able to do that outside of having kids, obviously? Um, And, you know, I don't necessarily need to get into how they do it, but, um, you know, I've learned a lot about how they accomplish that within their marriage, Um, how they balance that with, you know, time off from work and all these things. Um, And they don't make a ton of money. So, you know, it's like, I don't want to say I'm jealous of it, it's like, it's something that I noticed and I'm like, man, I'm really happy that you guys are able to do that. I wish I had more of that in my marriage. Um, you know, what tips could you give me to try to accomplish that?
2: Yeah. I mean, just because you're old doesn't mean you're smart or self aware.
1: (laughs) Right. And I, I think that's actually a good place to, for anyone who's out there, who's nervous about kind of asking others, I think that's a good practice. See something that you like, and then ask ask that couple how they achieve it. Um, that can get you more comfortable in just asking and talking about marriage with others. Um, and then, obviously, once you get more comfortable, then you can, you know, find people that you want to lean into some onto some of the harder things. But I think that that, that's probably the best way to start now that I'm thinking through it. Identify, because we all see, identify something that you like and then have that conversation. Because most people have no problem sharing how they're doing something well.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I think once you start that conversation, um, you know, it kind of naturally opens up the opportunity for them to tell you like, well, it wasn't always this way. <laughs> right. Right. You know, this is how we got That's here. Good. So you know, you get a little bit of the, the negative out of it as well. Um, and, you know, kind of maybe, maybe learn some things to avoid. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I like that starting in a positive area and just kind of leave the door open for them to tell their story.
1: That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think we're probably wrapping up time. Is there anything else? Um, you guys one to hit or say anything about that?
0: Um I think just to wrap it up a little bit, you know, we can get influenced by many things. Um you know, we we could run down a list, but legitimately anything in the world can be an influence. It could be positive or negative. Um but we are responsible for what we let in. So it's it's beneficial, I think, to just state that awareness of your environment is crucial, right? So if you're if you're feeling that you're getting a lot of negative influences, maybe it's time to change your environment, change your situation, or look into how you might be able to do that. Um, you know, and then conversely, if you're getting a lot of positive influences you know sit and stay where you're at right right Um, you know but you know because I was thinking about how work previously had negatively influenced my marriage and it wasn't we're not now talking about an example of marriage obviously but just the the things that I was bringing home and you know the me being unhappy with where I was in work um, negatively influenced the operation of my marriage so just you know be mindful that we're not only talking about examples of marriage from other couples and you know social media and things like that but the, the little things that you might not think play a big role often do and it's because of your lack of awareness that they they tend to, to build into bigger and bigger things until they are addressed.
1: That's good. Be aware of all of your surroundings because everything has anything that influences you influences your marriage. So that's good.
0: Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow and review on
1: your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.